baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Good evening, folks. It's time for episode 12 of It's News to Us. Yes, I'm back. Jeff uh, did an excellent job over the last three days uh, holding the fort down while I uh, took care of some personal stuff. Uh, Went on a short vacation, although it really wasn't so much a vacation as it was dealing with a lot of of education-related stuff. Um, so, you know, three, three days, uh, traveling back and forth and, and talking to people. Um, but I'm back, uh, for the next two days. Uh, Don't call to come back. You've been here for years. Yes. Yes. <laughs> many, many decades actually. Um, yes. but, uh, I'm, I'm here and we'll, we'll get right into the, the news of the day. Um, Virginia department of health putting out a dashboard and it doesn't deal with COVID. I think this is the first time I've heard dashboard mentioned where it doesn't deal with COVID or vaccinations. Um, deals with gun violence. My question is, did they have dashboards before COVID came around? You know, I think they probably did. And we just didn't. We just, you know, no one paid attention to it. No one paid attention to it, really. Um, no. and, and it's interesting what this looks at. It isn't looking at gun uh, gun deaths because that number is, is pretty readily uh, easily found. You can find it actually through, through police sources, I believe. Um, but this takes a look at emergency room visits for gun-related injuries. And it goes back to 2016. They break them down by race, sex, um, by health district, a number of different categories. Um, and part of why they're doing this is just to get it sort of a scope of the problem and to determine where it is, what they're seeing, um, you know, who is more likely to suffer a gun injury and, and go to the emergency room, things along that line. And this is just the beginning of what they're looking at looking at. It's part of just studying the problem. Yeah. And one of the things that's kind of it really jumps out to you when you see the story and kind of the details about it is that from 2018 to 2021, this number of people visiting the emergency department because of gunshot injuries has really increased quite a bit. Yeah. 72%, I believe was the number exactly. Yeah, that's um, correct. 20, 72%. Well, and, and here was something that like we all kind of knew, but it was, I don't want to say nice, but good to see in, in actual, you know, that it, what we believe to be true was actually true. Right. N- nearly 90% of the people who go to the emergency room for a gunshot, uh, uh, gunshot injury are male. Right. And the age range is also striking because it's only like 18 to 24 year olds. Yeah. 18, yeah and, and a third of those were, were, were 18 to 24 year olds. Yeah. So, yeah. so it, really interesting. It, it, it kind of, you know, you kind of intuitively thought that this was the case, but it's good to see that the numbers back that up and it'll help them, you know, it help police departments deal with the problem to help uh, the health department figure out what type of messages it needs to craft things along that line. Um, you know, it's good to have that data to, to for 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 various agencies to be able to craft. Right, and they've been they've been tracking this for six years now. So, okay. so it's one of the things they've been doing anyway. But now everyone can see it in its true form, and right, exactly. you know the numbers. Yeah, and they consulted they consulted with police and a number right. of different agencies to sort of figure out what they you know 
what type of data are you looking for? What would you like? And they're they're they did say this is just the beginning. They're gonna, you know, you know, yeah. branch the data out further that they, you know, as they go along. So it's a it's an interesting thing. And and you know, we've we've heard, you know, on the gun issue, um a, a lot of what people wanted, and you know, I, I believe there's some some issues with the CDC actually uh studying gun violence. You know, I believe the feds don't don't necessarily allow that so much. I've, I've heard, you know, where we've had that discussion at the federal level. This does allow a, a little bit of a look, a dispassionate look as to to as to the problem. And, you know, maybe allows them to target it differently, maybe pro- creating different messages to say, hey, you know, if you're going to use a gun, use it safely. Maybe this is the people we need to talk to things along those. Right. It'll, you know, not only create the message, but they'll focus the message to certain age groups, that sort of thing. It provides them the ability to market the message, I guess. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Market the, you know, make it targeted. You know, obviously it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense really to be talking to young girls about gun violence for the most part, because it's, they're, they're clearly not the ones that are being impacted by it directly. Indirectly, absolutely, but directly. Sure, sure. So, so. Um, moving on to uh, the other other make major local story, and this is actually going to be a major local story tomorrow as well. Uh, the first lady is coming to town, so be aware that there may be some traffic impacts as as she travels travels around. Uh, she's going to be visiting a uh, vaccination clinic in the Richmond Henrico Health District, where she will uh, be urging vaccinations for kids five and under. And of course, this is the age group that just recently got approved for for COVID vaccinations. Uh, Did the uh, uh, health department or the White House specifically say why the first lady chose the Richmond area? They have not yet. It'll be interesting to find out exactly why. I mean, obviously, it's it's nearby. um, Yeah. and, And I will say this, this particular health district did see a rush. Um, you know, yeah. early, you know, we talked to the Richmond Henrico Health District last week, and they were expecting 40 for the first clinic for kids five and under, and they ended up having 60, which, right. was, you know, and they were asking people to make appointments. But um, and, it, and it could be just the a question of proximity as to why she's here tomorrow. And who knows? Ex- exactly. You know, and they haven't been here in a while. Also, mm-hmm. I mean, we hate to think this way, but um, you get into Richmond, you get into uh um, a media market which does move into some of the competitive um, congressional districts this fall, where you have, uh, you know, the seventh just to our north and yeah. the second just to our east. Yeah, maybe you draw some 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 publicity to to help out two congressional candidates. Like it's, it's it never it, it, it's never wrong to rule out politics either. No, no. I mean, it wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me either way to see Congresswoman Spamberger there. It wouldn't yeah. shock me either way to see Congressman Luria there. Sure. So absolutely. You know, so, um, you know, I just it, it, there. You never know the exact details that go into no. these things. <laughs> but uh, we'll be there covering the story for sure. So Abs- absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, final story, um, and th- we haven't been doing so you know so much on this uh, in the newscast today, in part because it just came out. But the governor named. Um, a long list of people to uh, boards and um, board, well, board of education and boards of visitors. Um, Some interesting names on that list. For one, one of the uh, people he named to the uh, board of education, and these are the people that make the decisions over K through 12 education in the state of um, Virginia or the Commonwealth. Sorry, I didn't use uh, Commonwealth (laughs) Commonwealth of Virginia, my bad, Um, is a 
one of the people named was uh, the co-founder of the Coalition for TJ. For those who may not know, the Coalition for TJ was uh, a group that fought some of the changes that the governor's school up in Fairfax County made to try and diversify the student body. Uh, They ended up being successful in that fight. Um, They had changed, originally it was basically a a test setup. And and there were similar things going on with um, with um, Maggie Walker down here as well as they were trying to to, to, to diversify. Maggie Walker did a little bit differently, but in TJ it was predominantly a testing uh, uh, requirement and they were trying to to change that setup. they eventually challenged and were successful in having those changes thrown out. It was out. a diversity question. Is that what it was? It was that, yeah. They were trying right. to trying to to get uh, more uh, people of color. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, in this interesting case, um, it was not so much a predominance of white students that were going into TJ. TJ is a heavily uh, science based school. It was a large number of Asian Americans, mm-hmm. yeah. and I think they were seventy percent of. The, the incoming student body. And, and there, there's a large portion of Asian American population in Northern Virginia anyway. Yes. But they draw from all over. But, but that, the, the, the diversity w- was, was to try in, yeah. and increase the number of, of um, Hispanic and African American right. yep. uh, candidates into, into TJ, which is heavily, heavily uh, Asian American. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, he, th- this person was named to the, the board of uh, Board of Education. Um, in terms of the Board of Visitors, and I'm just scrolling down, actually, as I'm looking at this as well, um, we have um, to um, James Madison University, um, a uh, former member of the House of Delegates, uh, Dickie Bell, uh, also uh, Suzanne Obenshane. Um, anybody who lives near James Madison uh, University knows the Obenshanes. I mean, we've yeah, had very powerful family. Yeah, very powerful family, uh, you know, uh, the, the the patriarch of the family uh, once ran for the U.S. Senate. In fact, uh, died in a plane crash, which led to us having a uh, Senator John Warner um, yeah. for for several decades. Um, also, State Senator Mark Obenshane is uh, a member of the family as well. Yep. Um, he represents that area, and um, his sister was once head of the uh, state Republican Party um, as well. So, very very well connected family. Um, also looking here as I'm, I look off to the side, we've got uh, former um, candidate for um, Attorney General John Adams, who was named to VMI's Board of Visitors. That's one that's going to be interesting to watch because, of course, VMI has had a lot of controversy over the last uh, several years. Be interesting to see how, how, how that board is remade and whether or not there is continuing uh, controversy um, with with VMI, I, I would anticipate there possibly being some a little bit of pushback to some of the changes that have occurred with VMI um, mm-hmm. that we saw, you know, especially during the northern uh, the end of the northern years. Northern, of course, a VMI grad um, and, and had a lot of you know, a lot of say as to you know stuff that was going on at VMI. Um, also, um, Peter Farrell, former delegate. Um, was named a VCU's board of visitors as well. And keep in mind, these are the folks that make the decisions, you know, dealing with the, the schools, what the schools do, the tuition decisions, you know, all the tuition decisions we've discussed yeah. recently were made by the board of visitors. Right. Either former delegate or former state Senator Terry Sood, also University of Mary Washington. Yes. I, yes. Was she yeah. delegate? Uh, yes. She was a former delegate. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. I can't even remember. I mean, she's, she's been out for a little while, but yeah, she, you know, she was, 
early early uh, 2000s. Yeah. Was oh, in, yeah. I want to say almost up to, to 2010, but honestly, the year escapes me right off the. Yeah, I remember she had been uh, around for a while. Um, and I know that when we first started, we first started here around the same time. She, I think she was in the General Assembly at that point. Yes. Yeah. And um, yep. just uh, also the president of uh, Dominion Energy, named to Virginia Tech's uh, Board of Visitors. So just looking at that as well. So, <laughs> yeah, that would be uh, Edward Bain. Yes. So, yeah. so, um, you know, just, uh, and, and this is, this is one of the uh, prerogatives of being governor. You get to name board of visitor members um, and, and, you know, those outlast terms of governor. So you, you see the input a lot longer than, than just the four years that they are, you know, a governor is in office. Yeah. So, so uh, that's pretty much it. Obviously we're heading into the fourth. We expect uh you know, tomorrow to be Jill Biden and also talking about some of the stuff going on with the fourth. Um, obviously, uh, I imagine police will be putting out their safety messages. Um, you know, don't fire guns into the air uh, type deal thing. You know, I think about that every year as we remember the um, the the kid from uh, Chesterfield who was shot going to fireworks around the, this day. And God, right, that man. was years and years and years ago. Um, it, it seems like it was only a year ago. Um, or two years ago, but it's really it was been, probably the two thousands. Yeah, it's it, it's been it's been a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, since that happened, but obviously don't do that and be careful with fireworks as well. Yep. You really really leave them to the professionals, as the police say. But uh, I, I know that isn't always the case. If you're going to use them, use them safely. Right, and also you know a lot of pets are are scared of fireworks, so keep in mind you know the safety of of your pets as well. Exactly. Exactly. So that's pretty much it. Obviously, we'll be here tomorrow. Then we'll be uh, off for the fourth and then, uh, you know, back for full and, and moving on next week as well. So so that's it if, if for us. Obviously, if you're listening to this on Odyssey or Stitcher or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. I did see we got a five star review. We like those. Oh, um, cool. We also got another review that was not five stars. We don't like those. Um, so, so, but you know, leave us, leave yeah. us a review. Let us know how we're doing. <laughs> we, do, we do know people are downloading. We appreciate it. Um, you know, we, we we're, continue to do this. We're just offering you something different. Um, and again, thank you, Jeff, for handling all the stuff while I was gone for the last three days. I'm sure people are happy to hear more than one voice on the podcast. I, I <laughs> having done it once or twice or, or uh, by myself as well. It's, it's yeah. not easy. It's, and I it's thank, not easy. Thank, uh-huh. thank you for doing that. So I appreciate it. So That's it for now. We will talk to you tomorrow. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 